Hello, thank you for choosing to listen to Theme Park Films Podcast. We are Carla and Holly, two friends from England, who will ride the movies, watch the film and give you our thoughts. You can find us on at Theme Park Films on Twitter. Oh, and just one more thing. If you are driving whilst listening to this podcast, please keep your arms inside the vehicle for the duration of the show. Thank you. And welcome to Theme Park Films. I'm Carla, and as ever, I'm joined by Holly. Hello. And this week, we are joined also by a very special guest, our official American correspondent from New Jersey. It's Cindy. Hello. Did you try to sound English then? I do what I can. I want to fit in. I thought you were going to say, like... Hi, y'all. Yo, what's up? Is that better? Yeah, thank you for that. If you're... Are you doing? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> this week, we will be discussing the film Con Air, which was released on the 6th of June, 1997 in the UK, and a few days earlier, the 2nd of June, 1997 in the US. Now, normally before this, we talk a little bit about the ride, but... I've kind of done a cheat, and there is no ride for Conair, nor has there ever been a ride. However, the props did feature in Walt Disney World's Hollywood Studios in Orlando. They were there on the Backlot Tour, which was open the 1st of May 1989 and closed on the 25th of September 2014. So it was kind of there, and I think it's a good enough film we can overlook that. Okay, it was a war movie, and then it was a romance, and then there was some strange guy kicking his ass that he you know, roadhoused it. Yeah. It was like it was like three movies all in the first three seconds of the film. Like, what was happening? Now, I gave you a choice of, of the films that we could do, and you, you jumped on Con Air. Because I hadn't seen it yet, so I figured, hey, that's a good, you know, you good, good part no, never. Okay, so I'm with two people that watched it for the very first time. This, this amazing. Yeah. Because it's a really big film. It was massive. I was working at the cinema when this was released, and it was just huge. Such a big blockbuster. So I'm really surprised. I mean, I'm not surprised Holly hasn't seen it because she doesn't see many films. But I'm surprised that you haven't seen it, Cindy. And I'm a little bit disappointed, if I'm being honest. Well... You know, I went into it thinking, okay, well, this is going to be good. And, it, and truthfully, it wasn't a bad movie. I did like it. Yeah. I did I did enjoy it. I mean, I took six pages of notes about this movie. So, But it was a lot of, you know, questions. Yeah, yeah there I'm was like, a lot of questions. Yeah. Like, how did, you know, he's just come back from, at the beginning, for example, he's just come back from God knows where to go and see his new wife and his baby. And yet he thinks it's appropriate to start fighting three men. Just get in the car. <laughs> right. Who cares? Like, they're drunk. Leave them alone. And we never found out who that guy actually even was. I mean, he started in the bar with him. And then what? And then he's dead two minutes later, you know? Like, yeah. And then we find out that, you know, Nick Cage is a lethal weapon. He's he's Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse. He'll rip his heart out, you know? A bam! Like, woo! <laughs> Just to recap for... Uh... <laughs> 
just so we can keep up with where we're going. So at the start, you see Cameron Poe, who is Nick Cage. If you don't want to, you can you can call him Nick Cage. You can call him Poe. You know what? On this podcast, you can call them whatever you like. We don't worry about character names. So Poe was released from the military. He goes to see his wife, who's working in a bar, and he's pregnant. in a bar with a baby. Go ahead. I mean, I judged up, if I'm being honest. It was it wasn't a coyote ugly type bar, was it? It was it was a nasty. No, it went by so fast that it could have been coyote ugly. We just didn't see it. <laughs> yes, yes, that's true. Because, I mean, I mean, Leanne Rhymes was singing in the background on mm-hmm. of this film, so maybe they were in coyote ugly. I don't know. Mm-hmm. A drunk tries to chat up his wife. He gets annoyed and uh, yeah, kills him by accident. <laughs> That's the normal way of things, isn't it? And also, do people, you know, in 1997, do people, was Nick Cage a heartthrob? Um, sometimes. He wasn't like your typical heartthrob. But, you know, he looks good sometimes. So you're like, okay, well, yeah. Does he look good at any point? Because in this, in this, he made me feel sick. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I've just, my second comment, and this was like the moment I saw him, I just thought creepy. Okay, so then we cut to the court, and the lawyer advises him to plead guilty, but this actually backfires on him, and he doesn't get out in the couple of years the lawyer predicts. He actually gets seven to ten years because he's a lethal weapon. A lethal weapon. Yeah. Which I think's weird because it clearly was self-defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, it didn't. He didn't have to get that silly, but it was self-defense. There were three of them against him, but there were no witnesses, were there? And they, the other two, ran well, his wife. Knife. Well, yeah, she's biased. Well, obviously, has no judgment because she went to the bar <laughs> while she's pregnant. <laughs> Dancing on the bar to Leanne Rhymes, you know, she has no judgment. They can't use her as a credible witness. Come on. Okay, so, um, I mean, I find it, I, I don't know, I don't, I, from what I know about America, you're well into vets and the military and all that. I mean, over here, a soldier's word would be taken over any civilian, and I'm fairly certain in America it also would. So I find it very yes. hard to believe they wouldn't have just believed him. I agree. So I think that may be a little plot hole there. But the only one in this film... one of many. No, there are no (laughs) more plot holes. It's completely realistic from here on in. Oh, yes. Okay, so we go to the next... You talk about the next scene, and then I'll tell you another one that I just randomly spotted. Okay. So we see a montage of him then writing letters to his wife and daughter. At the end of the montage, we see that he's writing... With his ju- uh, release date, July 14th. But going back to that jail scene, a couple of points. Yep. One is that in his <coughs> cell, he is doing press-ups at one point mm-hmm. with a sort of like there's like a bar in the in the cell. And I just thought, I just don't think that would be in a prison because I'm pretty sure you could quite easily hang yourself right. from that. Yeah. So that's... That, for one, is a bit silly. Mm-hmm. And then also, I just thought, those pink coconut things he, were di- he was dishing out, they looked lovely. <laughs> Didn't you think they looked really nice? Are they a thing, Cindy? Do you know what they are? 
What did I miss? Wait, what pink coconut things? What did I miss? He handed one through the bar to Baba, who isn't Baba in this, but I'm not sure of his name in this. No, he was still Baba in this whole movie, I'm telling you. Okay. Um, so Holly, who hasn't seen Forrest Gump, or maybe hasn't seen Kyle, <gasps> the, the cellmate was Baba in Forrest Gump, so here on in, we are going to call him Baba. He's Baba. I call him that through the whole movie. Yeah. I don't know what his name is in the movie, but he was Baba. <laughs> you don't need to know his name. He's Baba. Oh, right, and that's why, that's why it's called Baba Gumps. Yeah. Right, exactly. exactly. Oh, right. Then Baba and Forrest Gump. <laughs> why are they related? He's black, Holly. <laughs> Carla, are you guys twins? <laughs> no, sir, we are not related. <laughs> That was actually a joke in the film. That someone would be stupid enough to ask if they were related. Yeah, but they could be related. It could be his, like, sister's husband and stuff. (laughs) I mean, clearly not, like, have the same parents. You think? You think? Yeah. No, they were not related. But when we do Forrest Gump, you'll get to learn more about Baba. But he was a lovely character in Forrest Gump. And he was a nice character in this. You could go back to this movie and be like, oh, yeah, it was Baba. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll reference that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What were these pineapple things? Now I'm trying to remember him handing something, but I can't remember what the heck it was now. They were like pink coconut. Um, (sighs) We don't have them here, do we? No. I didn't focus on that, so. You should. They look delicious. Yeah, they did look really good. (laughs) So, his cellmate, Baba, is being transferred to another prison on the same day that uh, Nick Cage is being sent home on an aeroplane. So, we see this is the first trial of, I don't think it's called Con Air, but we'll call it Conair. He chats to a lady guard about wanting to see his daughter. So it's kind of set up. This is a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but didn't, no. Okay. Going back to the Forrest Gump reference, <laughs> him, him babbling on the bus like that. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Jenna, like, like, come on. <laughs> yeah. That's, I was like, just sort of like, why the hell does this woman care? Right, exactly. Like, shut up and sit in your seat and stop talking, you know? Yeah, yeah. Good good I for you. That. Yeah, right? He was excited. He was going home to see Casey, who he hadn't seen for seven years. You know. Well, ever. Well, ever. No, she, how old was she? She was seven, though, yeah? So he'd been in yeah. prison for seven years. And he didn't want his daughter to see him in a prison. And I'm just shocked, yeah, that they that they were still together like I was sort of expecting a twist at the end where she was going to say and this is my new husband or you know this is my new boyfriend yeah I met him at the bar that didn't happen (laughs) (laughs) I think she must have felt guilty because inadvertently it was her fault it wasn't her fault but he fought for her didn't he so maybe she yeah but we we didn't know what she was like before she was probably flirting with that guy and like leading him on and then suddenly it was like oh my husband's here you know what I was like I I can't talk anymore what I was waiting for was at like when she was pregnant and this guy come up I was waiting for her to have been pregnant by somebody else it was somebody else's kid because this is how my mind yeah 
Now Jinx. that's a plot twist. <laughs> you two are suspicious. So John Cusack is in charge of the aeroplane. Malloy has um, a plant, not literal plant, like E.T., a plant on the plane to get a prisoner to talk is the idea. So he's put one of his officers on the plane and Cusack has said there is no one on this plane that's going to carry a gun other than one that's going to be in the cockpit with the pilot. But Malloy has his plan, have a gun in his sock anyway, just in case, without Cusack knowing. But before that, obviously, we see that this the plant is going to go in and he's got his wire on, hasn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the wire, well, like, obviously, the tape recording. I mean, were people in the 90s just completely blind? Blind. Like, <laughs> it was just the biggest thing ever. <laughs> it really was, right? He could mind as well have had a boombox attached to it. I'm not recording anything. You just don't worry about it. I have big yeah. chest bones. I, yeah. My ribs are very large. We slowly see each prisoner get on and we kind of get introduced to each one. John Cusack is very kindly explaining them for Malloy, which helps us learn about every one of them. And when it become when it comes to Nick Cage, you just said he's hitching a ride home. He's a nobody. And then he comes off the bus <laughs> with the wind in his hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like a shampoo commercial. Yeah. <laughs> he says. Uh, at the end, that he was meaning to get a haircut. But, I mean, he did seven years. Yeah. And I, I know, right? Get a haircut. Either you can get a haircut in prison, which then he should have done, or, you know, he didn't. Or maybe he meant he was meaning to get a haircut before he saw them. Is that what he meant? Well, I don't know what he meant by that, because... I mean, if that, a, a, a bloke can just shave his head. I mean, you know, if all else fails, just shave it all off. If you could have made a haircut you know, in, prison, in prison, they'd all be they'd all look like Jesus by then, wouldn't they? Oh, true. I mean, that is very, very true. No but, one else had that problem. Right. Look at John Malkovich didn't have that problem. Wasn't he like the best? Isn't he like the best bad guy ever? He John was Malkovich? our he was our favorite. That's Cyrus, Holly. Right, oh, right. Cyrus yeah, the yeah, Cyrus. Yeah, really and, yeah. I was amazed, and I'm still amazed that John Malkovich agreed to do this film because it's so not like anything he would do he's such a serious actor and i saw him a little while ago i think he was on graham norton and he made a reference to con air about like in a fun reference about it being the most ridiculous film he'd ever made (laughs) (laughs) but he did it great yeah inside the plane you see the really dangerous prisoners are not just in the seat, but they're actually in cages. Cyrus talks to Johnny 23, who is a rapist that's bragging about how many uh, women he's raped. He's raped 23 women. Then he also says that he should actually be called Johnny 600. Yeah. Right. But the fact that Cyrus doesn't like him, I kind, I think that makes you warm to him more. Well, there is a prison hierarchy, you know. Certain people are yeah. definitely hated more than others. 
Well, you know, yeah, you can totally respect that. He's like, yeah, you overpower women. Screw you. You know, you're you're kind of a loser. Prisoners that are rapists or paedophiles, I just think no one likes those in prison. So there is like a code of honor, isn't there? Even amongst those that you don't you don't do that. Right. Okay. So remember when they brought Steve Buscemi? uh, What was the guy's name? The one that looked like Hannibal Lecter. Are you jumping ahead again? <laughs> Am I? I might be. We haven't been taken off on the first trip, and you're already on the second trip. <laughs> oh, that's we right. Need <laughs> I know you want to get off this call. You've committed to it now. I have. I'm going to need to be committed after this. <laughs> <laughs> so we see Cyrus picking at his hand as the other prisoners are doing and you're kind of not sure what they're doing but they obviously have something under their skin but it was quite clever that they did this it is it's clever but this bit made me feel sick we see Timbaugh regurgitating matches and sort of a little explosive thing what was it just petrol or something i don't know a lighter fluid yeah and he set fire to the prisoner next to him which Chaos ensues, I've written, which I write in every single film when I can't be bothered to write anything else. (laughs) Chaos ensues. It did all get very dramatic very, very quickly. Yeah, I mean, it was right in there with the action. So the cages, long cut, long story short, the cages are open, the keys get stolen, the convicts take over the plane, Cyrus is in charge. Yeah, and then we see the plant mess up. And he gets killed fairly quickly. He was rubbish. Yeah, he was. And he was awful. It's like he should have just used his opportunity and just waited until he could quickly pick them off one by one. I don't know why he suddenly became really very manic and then just sort of... I mean, it was pathetic, actually. Like, that's your full-time job, is, like, being a policeman. Right. And that's all you come up with, you know? It's embarrassing, wasn't it? It had like a crazed look in his eyes. Like, all right, settle yeah. down. Yeah. Is this how you conduct business when you're on the street dealing with people? Come on. They'd already got the gun from the pilot, so he was already he wasn't tackling people that didn't already have an, a weapon. Right. So I don't know what he thought was going to happen in that situation. <laughs> Uh, Johnny 23 threatens the female guard and this is when we see Nick Cage being the hero and he stops him and Cyrus backs him up. He says that's not going to happen on this flight. It's due to stop at Carson City where six people are getting off and they need this to go ahead so that the guard, uh, no one realises what's happening, but three of the people that were due to get off have been killed. So he asks for volunteers. Bubba and Nick Cage want to get off because Bubba needs his insulin. But he's not allowed because he's black. I don't know if you noticed that, Holly. I did. I did notice that. The people were white. So, therefore, Poe said he'll get off and kick off and everything so that they um, won't be able to take off. Nicholas Cage changes his mind when he sees that they're all being gagged and he pretends he's got 15 years, so he lies, and a prison guard gets put in his place. He 
plants the recording device that was on the plant on to the guard so that he hopes that will be spotted once they're off the plane and the plane won't ever get to take off. Is there anything you would like to add at this point? I don't really understand why he doesn't get off the plane. Neither do I. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Because Bubba needs his insulin and he can't leave Bubba alone because he's got that honor. You know, he has to honor uh, my friends. That's why. I would have ran off that plane. Yes, so would I. But he wouldn't because they were gagging them, so he knew they wouldn't be able to speak. And if you remember, Guard literally had to wriggle to get the tape out of his jacket for them to see there was something wrong. Yeah, but then, like, they said, one of the people said, oh, just pretend they're having... One of them said they pretended they were having a heart attack. You'd have just done that, wouldn't you? Well, I think John Cusack made that up later just to cover for the fact that Poe had planted oh. that device on it. But, yeah, you would do that. I mean, there's a million ways you could have attracted attention. But then there was the sandstorm, the convenient sandstorm. <laughs> Very yeah. convenient. It's I mean, it does happen there in Vegas, that area. I understand that. It does happen. But really, right at the right time? Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the, the weirdest thing of all about this whole thing is obviously this um, this criminal's coming on and he's had to go in this what looks like some sort of like massive sort of Brinks van, you know, like has so much security all of this stuff and they just sort of like let him get wheeled onto the plane without really much security at all without even checking in with anyone particularly if that person was traveling they would say this person will have two armed guards with him at all times exactly like i just don't think they'd be like oh it's fine for him to get on a plane with other criminals and no gun He's got his Hannibal Lecter mask on. It's all right. So, wait, I, what did he even do? What was? I don't even remember what his situation was. He was a mass murderer. He said at one point that he drove, I don't know, five states with a girl's head as he. Oh my God! Was that not the funniest thing ever? I was laughing so hard. I'm like, I wore this woman's head as hat. I'm like what? The visual, right? Like, do you think she had a flower in her hair or something? <laughs> um, okay, so just an aside about Steve Buscemi, who played that character. He actually was a first responder during 9-11, and people didn't know that about him. Oh, really? Yeah, he used oh. to be a uh, a uh, fire fireman, and uh, when yeah, when nine eleven happened, he was one of the first responders. So he was helping oh. out for weeks. Yeah, so I mean, like you know, totally respect the guy for that, and you I, know. But that's what. So when he was, because he was a famous actor at this point, and nine eleven yeah. was like what two thousand and one, two thousand one, yeah. And he was still being a fireman in his spare time. Well, no, he, I don't think he was doing it in his spare time, but he had previously been one. So when that happened, oh, he, he just his, went out. Yeah, That's with his old nice. company and, you know, with his old uh, fire company and, and went and helped. So oh, wow. That is lovely. Right? As odd as he can be sometimes, he's actually just a regular, you know, New Yorker. So it's kind of cool. Hmm. Yeah. He always plays really good characters. He does. Yeah, he really does. 
Whilst we're seeing all of these prisoners get on, we also keep cutting to John Cusack in Cyrus's cell. And he finally realises that Cyrus has been communicating somehow, I don't know how, with some coded message to say Carson City. So they realise something's up and he's probably going to take the plane. And then they all blow up because he set an explosive device. Other than John Cusack, who, who doesn't blow up because he's too far. How many times was that guy going to get a bomb in his back and not, like, get killed? I mean, really, yeah. through this movie. Like, come on. And that, whole, that, that bomb scene was just ridiculous. And to be fair, John Cusack did say, don't touch anything. Yeah, because yeah, when I see and a that sign that did. says don't touch, that's what I normally do. I touch it because, you know, I can't help myself. It's, like, too tempting. Maybe if a murderer left that sign, you might not touch it. You would think. Yeah. Pimble takes the plane tracker and he puts it in another plane, like a tourist plane. And, oh, I've written here, Garland Green. Um, looks like Hannibal Lecter and he's killed 30-plus people. So there you go. That's how many yeah. people. Oh, that's right. Okay, yes, yes. And where's ladies' heads for hats? It's a thing. It never caught on, okay? No. It's a shame, really. (laughs) We see the plane taking off. They try and stall it, but Cyrus just shoots them, and yeah, they get away. Pinball doesn't make it, and we don't see him again until later when he's dead, which was um, quite a cameo for him, wasn't it, Dave Chappelle? Oh, I love Dave Chappelle in this. Because he's like the same guy in every movie, too. He's just Dave Chappelle. I mean, why he's they Dave just call him Dave Chappelle rather than Pimble? I don't know. Seriously. Yeah. How did he get into that? You know, how did he manage to get to that hangar with the tour plane and, you know, get that transporter into the tour plane? Like, how did, you, how did you even get that far away from the plane to get over there and do that and then flirt with that girl? Yeah, and then also, if you've got to that point, I just think continue on. Exactly. If 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 that was him, why wouldn't he just say, you know what? They're probably going to get caught. I'm just going to leave. I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah. They think I'm on that plane. Ha! Here I are. They needed to get to Mexico. That is why. But you know, he could have. He could have got under a new identity, and they could have just assumed that he was on the plane. Right. He could have gone off with that girl because he seemed to be doing okay with her. He could have hit with her. Right. She wouldn't have known, you know. Exactly. Malloy is furious that they got the plane, and rightly so. I know that Malloy is supposed to be a character that we don't like, but I'm with him. John Cusack's an idiot. (laughs) He is. And also, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Like, he says something to John Cusack. He's like, now what? And then John Cusack's a bit like well, we don't have a contingency plan for things like this. Why yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah. you? I mean, you'd probably have to practice mm. just in case this did happen. Like, of course you should have a contingency plan. Especially since this was the first of its kind of plane, you know. Yeah. How that thing even got off the ground, I have no idea. But It was know. quite heavy. It had a lot of planes in it. I guess that made up for the lack of baggage, though. A bunny in a box down in the... <laughs> which we'll get to later they manage to get Cyrus on the radio and he just kind of mocks them doesn't he he doesn't care because he's a dude he's Cyrus yeah. and 
he this is where we find out what the plan is that they're going to go to uh, 49 minutes from anywhere which seems very precise that they know it's 49 minutes i would have just rounded it up to 50. yeah like 50 ish yeah so he knows where they're headed which is handy for him because he can tip john cusack off later and meanwhile it cuts to him telling the wife and daughter that there's been an incident on his plane and he wants to know why Cameron Poe would not get off the plane. Well, I'll tell you why. What she, You know why she didn't know? Because she hadn't seen him before the war or wherever he was. Yeah. And then he was murdering people and then he was in prison for seven years. How the hell is she supposed to, you know what I mean? She don't even know this guy at this point. Yeah, she doesn't. I'm sure what they have to write to each other, you know, gets checked by prison guards. They can't right. be, you know, spilling off their life secrets. You know, it'd be very just, hi, hope you're having a nice day, you know? I got the electric bill in the mail today. I paid that and the cable bill. Like, I mean, really, come on. <laughs> There's no deep-rooted, you know, that kid don't know him. That could be anybody. That could be Santa Claus sending her letters. Yeah, totally. Right. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. You don't know. <laughs> they should have sent you to tell her. <laughs> I don't know. I've been dancing in the bar at Coyote Ugly. I, why are you asking me questions? i got to support this kid because he had a good yeah. prison. He didn't want to be with me for even one full night before he went away. <laughs> Thinking back to that whole thing at the beginning, I'm pretty sure if you went up to somebody, you know, ripped their badge off their... Um, suit you know and they were in the army and stuff that is probably some sort of offense yeah yeah totally. so just another point of why he shouldn't have gone to prison but never mind he's there he's trying to get home the movie would have been over very quickly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he would have never been involved in this whole con air thing yeah, yeah. we would have just seen we'd have just had to watch them at the bar and stuff Right. It would have been like a half-hour sitcom. <laughs> why did I Why did I pay $13 to watch this nonsense? <laughs> we then see um, Nick Cage go down to the hold, and he finds Pimble dead. And he writes on his T-shirt um, John Cusack's name, Real yeah. quick, does, does anybody, um, did anyone else find it odd that, you know, they were like, oh, go down and find out why the landing gear is, ha is screwed up. Uh, like, okay, because these guys have been in prison. They know about landing gear? Really? Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, why would he know? It's like, oh, go and find it out. Oh, okay, yeah, I forgot that I'm I'm, I'm an engineer. Right. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, you know, in the aircraft, yeah. like in, you know, the aviation industry. Right. Like, I mean, what well, I'd have just, if obviously that body wasn't there, you could have just gone down and like potted about and been like, yeah, I can't see anything. Can't see anything wrong. Right. Let's send Ving Rams and Nick Cage down there. They'll figure it out. Wait, what? Yeah. That's like they're MacGyver or something. Look on. And, and then they come back and then it's like, oh, you actually did it. Yeah, you know why? Because Dave Chappelle was all stuck up in there, and now he's not. <laughs> and how funny when he landed on that car. Come on. I was laughing so hard. 
because I was thinking, you know, they could it could have actually landed from obviously the plane is at quite a height that the body could have landed somewhere and ended up in such a mess. You probably right. couldn't have even read anything on the T-shirt. Obliterated. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I thought, yeah, I thought the body would have exploded, to be quite honest. Think. Yeah, that was pretty high up, but no. So he, uh, yeah, so he sends a message to John Cusack via Dave Chappelle's T-shirt. Cusack is... Um, told about it and then he realizes you got an ally in nick cage which is lovely isn't it yeah oh yeah and then we get the famous put the bernie back in the box which is the most famous scene probably not for you two that have never seen it but (laughs) (laughs) everyone knows that scene and we hear it for the first time and then he goes and kills he kills someone again and then he says at the end, a little quick to himself, all he had to do was put the bunny back in the box. And why, firstly, why is his voice so creepy and weird throughout this whole film? And why are they all so obsessed with finding out about his box? Like, they don't, they don't look in anyone else's. It's so weird. <laughs> like, what are they expecting to find? So you, you'll be able to tell us this, Cindy. Where is Nick Cade from? Like, without doing this ridiculous accent what's his normal accent um, okay so i'm pretty sure he is from new york yeah his he's got a cousin who actually is on the radio here he's a dj for many many years uh mark coppola because nick cage is actually his last name actually is coppola like francis ford coppola they're all related yeah he changed it because yeah. he didn't want to get um recognition off of right that. Which so is kind of funny because you know how he got his start in a Coppola movie. But anyway. <laughs> so that's to do with the Godfather, Holly, in case you haven't heard that name. And it's a very, very famous name. Um, <laughs> okay. So he yeah. decided to disassociate himself because he didn't want to get famous via just his family name. Oh. Even, I mean, I'm no expert, but that sounds to me like a terrible, terrible accent he's doing. Horrendous. Horrendous. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait. Hold on. Wait. The husband's here. No, Nick Cage. Where's he from? New York? Oh, I thought he was his cousin. Oh, I'm sorry. Mark Coppola, the DJ, is actually Nick Cage's brother. Oh, I think. Yeah. So there you go. And they're from New York. Oh, he was born in Long Beach, California. Well, oh, look at, there you go. Look at that. But anyway, the fact remains that that was still a terrible accent, which brings me right back to I felt like I was watching Forrest Gump with him and Bubba. Well, yeah. You've got the, the bad southern accent. You've got Bubba. I mean, there's so many parallels. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. So we see Garland Green talking to Nick Cage. And saying what we talked about earlier, that he drove through three states wearing a girl's head as a hat. And Nick Cage is not impressed by this Mm -mm. at all. So he doesn't want him to talk to him anymore. They land on the lunar airfield and Cyrus is annoyed that the plane to pick them up is not there. So it seems that they've been double crossed by one of the prisoners' uh, families. 
No, th- to be fair, all of this bit now just really confused me. Okay, so, no. okay, so I, I've seen this film at least 30 times, so I'm, I'm more than equipped to talk you through it, don't worry. So Nicholas Cage refuses to leave without Bubba and the female guard, but they persuade him, and he says that he is going to go out and find insulin for Bubba. In the middle of an airfield. Like. <laughs> yeah. Why would he think it's there? So strange. <laughs> I mean, I have a Walgreens like three minutes away. That would be the only place I would think of that would have yeah. insulin if I needed yeah. it, you know. Well, to be fair, he was only looking for the needle because they had the insulin, but they just couldn't, the, the needle had been broken. So, I mean, not that that makes it. No, it doesn't make it any better. So Cameron then stops uh, them killing the rest of the guards. He pretends that he, wa- that he needs them for a hostage situation, possibly. So he saves the day with that again. And Cyrus decides that they're going to go to Plan B and just refuel and use the same plane again. In the meantime, old Johnny 23 is up to no good. He's trying to um, get hold of the female guard. Even more bizarrely, we see Garland Green wander off and make friends with a little girl. In a swimming pool. What was that about? That was so bizarre. Oh, yeah. So, when I first saw it, obviously everyone assumed, you know, you can assume he's probably a paedophile as well. Why not? He's done everything else. So, everyone just assumed he was going to kill the little girl, which I think was what you're led to think. But then they turned it into a comedy moment. Yeah. And also, where was, you know, where were her parents? Well, she was in a trailer park. So, yeah, you know. she was pretty dirty, wasn't she? I think she's supposed to be the, you know, I don't think she's supposed to be very well looked after. I bet if Nick Cage followed him, he would have found Anita with no problem. But no. <laughs> yes, yeah. He went in the wrong direction. Right, exactly. So, yeah, so we see, like, a little skit with him talking to the to the little girl, and she says, are you sick? And he says, yes. And she says, do you take medicine? And he says, there's no cure for what I've got, and it's all very sinister. Cuts away from that. And John Cusack has arrived in Malloy's car and tells Poe that he's there to help him. Poe says, there's only two men I trust. One is myself, and well, the other isn't you. A lot of time to make quips, hasn't he? Yeah. I gotta tell you though, I did like that line. I was like, you know, I'm gonna use that in the future. <laughs> <laughs> because he doesn't strike me as a man with much of a personality. So coming out with these quips, I find a little unrealistic. Well, it goes with the whole theme of the movie, really. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Then we cut back to see Garland Green is singing He's Got the Whole World in His Hands with the little girl. And the prisoner arranging the plane tries to make a getaway but crashes and Cyrus sets him on fire as a punishment. They get the guns out of the hold, which if there were guns in the hold... Why didn't they get them in the first place? Or were these guns in the hold of 
the plane that was going to rescue them. This is what I was unclear on. Anyone? No, because it was out of the plane on that they were in, wasn't it? Yeah. But if that was the case, why didn't they share them around initially? Because remember, um, John Cusack's character was like, oh, yeah, there, there's no guns on the plane. There's only the one in the lockbox in the cockpit, and then there's, like, a gun or whatever underneath in the hold. So, yeah, how did how did nobody notice that? They were just too concerned with the bunny in the box, you know? Yeah, they, that's all they wanted to see was that bunny. Um, so they get the guns out, and they realize that the police are after them because Johnny 23 has spotted them. In the meantime, Nick Cage manages to get a needle for the insulin and walks in, beats up Johnny, gives Baba his insulin, which is good, because we like Baba. We do like Baba. The police or army, I'm not sure who these people were that arrived, uh, SWAT team, whatever, they arrive and they end up losing the battle, don't they? They just all get gunned down. Which is just so stupid again. It was, right? I'm like, how was this? How are they? They're prisoners, right? Like, how do do they have that much time to come up with all these scenarios? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, come on. Yeah, like a lot, a lot was out of their control, and like right. anything could have gone wrong. Mm. Very so, odd. So then we see Garland Green wandering back, carrying the girls. They look like a uh, Kendall, and I think yeah. we're supposed to assume that he's killed the child. Yes. They take off. And it's all okay because we see the little girl waving him off and we know that Garland didn't hurt her. So is he cured now? Is this is what we're supposed to take from this, that she cured him? No, I just think that now we realise, no, he's not a pedophile. He's just a crazy hat, lady, yeah. lady hat wearing, you know. Like He's just a mass murderer, which is fine. <laughs> we don't care about that. Right. Hey, can I go? Can I go back for a minute? You can go back. Absolutely. Okay. I just can't go forward. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. So the uh, the Spanish guy who apparently was the one to arrange the next plane for them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Did anyone else recognize him? Was he in like one of the Fame movies or shows or something at some point? So I think I remember him being like a dancer. Like, yeah. But yes, he was insane. I can't believe you recognised him from fame. You looked it up? Yeah. Oh, I'm looking it up right now. That's so funny. I finally decided I would look it up. Yeah, Jesse Borrego, Borrego right? Yeah, that's it, yeah. Yeah, he was in fame. The show or the movie? The show, I it's think. The show. But wasn't everyone from the show in the film? No, I don't think so. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't think so. But, yeah, see, I recognized him. I was like, I remember him in, like, tights. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. He was probably really pleased when he was trying to play this criminal that you remembered him in tights. (laughs) And leg warmers. Don't forget the leg warmers. Yeah. God, fame was huge, wasn't it? Fame was like Holly's Glee or High School Musical. It really was. And you know what? That's what we all aspired to be when we were younger. We wanted to be on. We wanted to be dancers and singers. And, you know, that was the high school you wanted to go to. Definitely. I had leg warmers. They were great. So, 
we see Mad Dog finds the bunny and the note from Casey and realises that Cameron is against them. Right. But before that, can we just talk about the other character that we haven't even spoken about yet? Yeah. Well, who's this? The, the, the sort of, who I thought was a girl to begin with, but then oh, I realised well, it was... Oh, my like, God, how great was he, right? <laughs> yeah. And then someone slapped him. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> and... He was in Dangerous Minds, which came out, I think, the year before or maybe two years before. And he played, like, you know, this real tough kid in it. Well, that was a switch then, huh? Yeah, he's a really good actor. Very because versatile. I, I didn't even realise it was him for the first few times watching it. And I was like, oh, my God, that was like <laughs> that gangster from Dangerous Minds. <laughs> so whoever he is, he's a fantastic actor. So Cyrus finds out... And Baba pretends that it's him and not Poe, and he gets shot. And look at how he how he was laying there. Was it not reminiscent of the well, beach in Vietnam, right? Well, but we might be ruining it for Holly because Holly hasn't seen Forrest Gump yet. Yeah. So Baba's shot. And which doesn't really work out. It was a nice valiant effort, but it was stupid because they knew it was Poe. So yeah. he got shot nothing, basically, which was ridiculous. Malloy and John Cusack chase them over the Vegas Strip. This bit is just absolutely, and is, like, out of all of the film, this becomes the most ridiculous thing ever. Firstly, like... Why they would just shoot them down? Like, there's no one really on it on board. Which you wouldn't really say they're like true civilians. They're all criminals or have been. And then, like, I'm sure at one point they call through and they're like, "Oh, we're going to clear Vegas. We can clear Vegas Airport." Yeah, right. It's like, yeah. Firstly, like, how? And then, secondly, Vegas is pretty much surrounded by desert. Just go and land the plane in the desert like why would you be aiming anywhere near the vegas strip right it's just ridiculous shock the original script was that they were going to land um in the white house oh for heavens (laughs) well okay this is slightly more believable than that i think if a plane was heading towards the white house it'd be shot down at like however many feet away but you know they were heading for mexico so why would (laughs) they be anywhere near dc is my point (laughs) yeah yeah a far 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 flight (laughs) maybe were they just trying to follow lights that they needed like uh runway lights to land and he thought he'd use the vegas light i don't know no i just think he just was like oh i'm gonna land on the strip because he was crazy yeah, yeah, he was just mental. <laughs> well, he was mental. <laughs> yeah. So we didn't mention that the pilot has been shot and been replaced by a criminal. How did oh, they yeah. know that he could fly a plane? Has this already been arranged? Yeah, they did. They did a lot of planning. A lot yeah. of planning in prison. Like I said, how did they have time to plan all this? Oh, you know yeah. how to fly a plane? How many people did you murder? Oh, you must have murdered them with the airplane. Okay, great. Get on the plane. Like, what? Yeah. 
and also like how do we all know we're going we're moving at the same time and you know that you've got like this weird wall in your prison cell and like the guards aren't walking past and you've got this like massive piece of paper which shows you where the plane is i mean it's ridiculous exactly it was so unbelievable i was like really come on come on so as they're landing in Vegas, we see Garland Green is still singing. So I think that's supposed to be the comedy relief that he's still singing. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's a changed man. Is that what you mm-hmm. from that? I didn't get that. I, 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 well, I did a lot of research on this, um, and I was reading a lot of people's comments online, and that seems to be the overall feeling that I think we're supposed to believe that the little girl has cured him of his ill ways so you got that from the comments section of things because that's the most reliable thing and i not are people online not reliable (laughs) men that type from their mother's basement aren't reliable (laughs) that's crazy talk right there well now i know now i know what to look for where to get my facts yeah, you want to get your facts online, go to the forum. If it's online, so, on the comments, it must be true. <laughs> so most of them get arrested. We see that, thankfully, Johnny 23 is dead. And this is pretty gruesome when they say this one's dead. They carry him out and his arm's still hanging up. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was pretty. Uh, that was pretty cool. I did, uh, maybe I'm desensitized to things, but... I was surprised this was an 18-rated film, because I don't think it's that... I don't think it's much worse than you would get in a 15. I know the no. ratings are different in America. What is it there? Is it an R-rated? or? Um, I'm pretty sure it's an R-rated, but yeah, I don't yeah. see why it would be. It wasn't really that, you know. It's not that bad, and the language isn't that bad. Like, there's no, you know, I don't even think there's any, like, F-bombs in it, let alone C-bombs. I think you're right. I yeah. So I'm not sure nowadays this would have been rated an 18 film. I think yeah, it was. Yeah. It wasn't now it would have probably been rated G, but you know. Yeah, it would have got a, a PG rating over <laughs> here. Bring your kids. So what? What? Remind me. R means you have to be 17. Is that correct? Uh, 18. Or you can be underage with a parent or guardian or someone over 18 with you. So you can go and see an R-rated if you're under age, as long as you've got a parent? Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So I guess it's a bit like, is it, do we have 15A? No, we've got 12A. So oh, 12 okay. you can go if you're under 12, but only when accompanied by an adult. But 15 and 18, you have to be. 15 or 18 even if you're a company with an adult so um the female guard thanks cameron poe cyrus makes an escape bid on a fire engine I, again okay so they've just crashed into the strip they've got like it's cost them all this money all these people are injured and yet they still manage to completely up by losing the biggest criminals like one now, job You've made me have to find the swear button again, have you? <laughs> you had, you know, there's one thing where it's like, just make sure you get all of these criminals if they haven't managed to kill themselves. And someone's just sort of popping out the bottom of the plane. 
<laughs> sneaking off. Well, not just one of them, a few. Well, the pilot was driving and Cyrus was on top of the of the thing. And we also see, obviously, later on the closing scene, someone else gets away. I think everyone else got rounded up, didn't they, other than those? Yeah, but, I mean, there's not many people on that flight. But, you know, and, and also you would say we need to get Cyrus. He is the one that did this. He would be your absolute priority. I just thought him... And the guy who they put on, you know, the the really bad guy, the one who killed 30 people, they would be my two priorities to get. Yeah, totally. But, you know. My only brief criticism of this film is I think it should have ended at this point. I think the last 10 minutes were unnecessary, <laughs> is all I'm going to say. I found it dragged a little bit in the last 10 minutes. Yeah. So this I find a little unbelievable again. So, we, you know, Cameron Poe is obviously, we know that he's a good guy, but he's allowed to get on a police motorbike and chase after Cyrus with John Cusack. Yeah, um, and in reality, what would have happened here is you'd have said, thank you very much for your help, Nick Cage. You've been a star. Sit here, because the police are now going to do their job. Right. We see, um, I mean, what I wonder is, okay, Nicolas Cage is quite capable. What on earth did John Cusack think he was going to catch, even if he did catch them? I don't know, because his khaki pants never even got dirty for the whole thing. No, they didn't. No, Cameron Poe and John Cusack are giving the chase. It's a great big long scene, and eventually they get him. Is that the gist of it? Should we go into that even more? No, I don't uh-uh. think so. Okay. Uh-uh. So I might have gone to the bathroom at that point. <laughs> <laughs> like enough. Yeah. So then Poe tells Cusack there's now three men I trust. Again, he's got time to think of a good line, hasn't he? In amongst all And also for you know, if if you did in this situation it was quite you know, a lot's been going on and all of that. You know, you would you would expect maybe John Cusack to be like, what? What are you on about? Yeah. And then, you know, actually Nick Cage to be like, oh, you know, I referenced it earlier that I said I only trusted two men. Now I trust you. So awkward if he did that. I'd love that. Am I, am I one of them? <laughs> all right. Good. Awesome. You know, that would be more realistic of what happened. Yeah. Oh, and funnier. They'll be MySpace friends now. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that, was, that was back in MySpace days. I'll yeah. put you in my top eight or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, then we see, I guess it's meant to be a touching moment when Poe meets his daughter <laughs> and gives her some filthy bunny. That's funny. I was like, really? You still giving her that freaking bunny? Yeah. Throw that in the garbage. What's wrong with you? I mean, it didn't look good when it was new. So, let alone now. And the daughter looked disgusted. And I thought, fair, you know, fair play. She's meeting this man, you know, and he says earlier on, he's like, oh, I don't want my daughter to see me in prison. Oh, but you're willing to meet your daughter for the first time covered in blood, looking like an absolute mess. With a gross, disgusting 
prison spit bunny. Here you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks. And then it's like, oh, go go and hug your dad. Yeah. No, thank you. How about no? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't she said I've seen a photo of you? I think that was where she was meaning a bit like, and you weren't it. Right. <laughs> It was that guy from the bar that ended up dead and why you ended up in prison. Yeah, yeah her photo would have been when when uh, the photo would have been of him when he had, like, decent hair, or semi-decent hair, at least. Right. And now he's a good toupee. You know? Yeah, he's just a complete mess. And it was the most unrealistic hair I've ever seen. I mean, that definitely it really was. I mean, we pretty much know it wasn't Nick Cage's hair by the timeline of when The Rock was made, Face Off was made. They were all around the same time. I'm pretty sure he didn't have time to grow that hair in that time. <laughs> oh, we never oh, talked yeah. about the ride. <laughs> well, no, we haven't talked about the ride, but we need to just we need to just mention the closing scene, which is you know kind of a bizarre closing scene that it ends with Garland um, feeling lucky at the Vegas table. So the the one that they let get away was actually the most dangerous one of all. That was hilarious. I was laughing at the end when I saw that. Is it poor taste? Well, yeah. Oh. <laughs> And it's still funny. And also, I mean, he would be going down as one of the most wanted criminals, right? Yeah. Like they wouldn't, they wouldn't just go, oh, well, I guess he's gone. <laughs> I know, and he's like right there. It's not like he's trying to hide, even. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like right in plain He's not right. ran off into the desert. He's literally just trying to make his money. So. Because this is a little bit of a cheat show and it doesn't have a ride, we thought that we might think about what the ride could be in if they were to put one in Disney World Stroke Universal. So when we did a poll online to say which film should have a ride, this came out top, like above so many other things. I'm not sure what other people are thinking would happen. I think they're all sick, twisted individuals, apparently, like we are. <laughs> I would love a Con Air ride. I think it'd be fantastic. It would be chaos. <laughs> so what, what did you think they could put on the ride, Cindy? Um, well, I mean, I picture some sort of plane ride, obviously. Yeah. And, yeah. Almost like, um, like an escape room type of... Yeah situation you know like they buckle you in and i don't know something like that i was thinking you know aside from the more obvious things that i had mentioned you know privately to you yeah well, uh, mentioning those because all of our ideas were you know probably get us taken off of itunes so we won't right, right. In the, the private ones <laughs> right i think the ride would start like should start when they've landed to try and refuel the plane mm-hmm. and it's like you sort of sit in like you know a little car sort of thing and then you go so it's kind of going to be a bit like the spider-man ride in a way <laughs> so you start off and then you'd have like cyrus on the screen being like you need to help us we need to get up we need to refuel and then you sort of you know go around that a bit and then chaos ascends you know like it blows up a bit you know you're in the plane trying to take off 
people trying to shoot you and then you go up and then you can sort of you'll be able to see then it turns into a bit like that soaring ride mm-hmm. yeah where you then you know again you're trying to dodge the helicopter shooting you and then it's like we've got to land and then you land into vegas on the strip and you know you see sort of people being like ah like running past and then you sort of <laughs> land a bit yeah. <laughs> and then you land you know quite bumply obviously and then it's a bit like yeah we got away follow me and then the ride ends you know so you're sort of on cyrus you're with cyrus the whole time so like like a simulation type of ride yeah so like a simulation awesome. and a bit of like yeah like simulation but you move around a bit you know right. like stick some 4d on you know yeah. give that, you know give a bit of heat coming off when something blows up yeah that sort could of thing you, could you have like someone sneeze at the camera and then get showered in water like the honey i shrunk the audience right yeah <laughs> when, when when somebody shoots at you actually feel the snow <laughs> it's like yeah, rubber bullets someone actually gets shot yeah. <laughs> yeah. well with, you know or with rubber bullets even, we don't want to kill yeah. the, the, the customers you know? <laughs> or even with a bit of you know they shoot at you but it's just air you know it's just sort of pops of air at you Bruises, not actual like welts or anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Keeping it safe. Right, right. That's a good idea. I like that one. Right. So we have had some shout outs, which we're going to do. So first of all, the Twitter shout outs. We've had at Connor Dully movie says it's a fantastic movie full of frills and spills. At Largo6583 says, Conair is the same to me as The Rock. Both films are big, dumb action movies that are guilty pleasures with Nick Cage at his finest. So on to the Instagram shout outs. We've had at Hey Down in Front podcast says, check out our podcast we did on Conair. We used to like that movie. So you mean they used to like it? I think, I have... I will listen, Hey Down in Front podcast, but I haven't had a chance to listen yet. So I'm thinking maybe they rewatched it and they didn't like it the second time. So, yeah, uh, obviously you can listen to them after you have downloaded all of our back catalogue. And when you've done that, then you have permission to go and listen to Hey Down in Front podcast. But I like the cheekiness of them, so I've included it. Because that is damn cheeky, wanting a shout-out to promote your own podcast. And I have not for it. At Champ427 says, one of my favourite Brookheimer offerings ever. Steve Buscemi is at his most unsettling, which I think we can agree with. Yeah. At, at Postalgic said, I'm doing this one too. So another plug. But we like Postalgic because we appeared on his podcast. So please go and check him out, especially the episode we were on, which is California Man Stroke Encino Man, if you are in the US. So they're they're quite positive shout-outs. We haven't had anything bad to say about the film. I think most people have got good memories of it, or new memories if you're you two. Yeah. It was a fun movie. I enjoyed it. So you understand why it was a big blockbuster? Absolutely. It was yeah. a big action movie with a lot of, uh, you know, names and a lot of famous people, a lot of famous faces. Okay. 
So, if you want to find us, you can find us on Twitter at Theme Park Films. We are on Instagram and Pinterest at Theme Park Films Podcast. You can email us at themeparkfilms at hotmail.com. And you can also find us as part of the at Brit Pod scene on Twitter, which is a collection that we have started of entertainment podcasts that are based in Britain. So please go and check that out. And thank you very much for listening. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Theme Park Films podcast is part of Brit Pod Scene, a network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritPodScene.com or follow BritPodScene on Twitter to find out more. <laughs>